podcast. It ain't recording. Podcast. It's recording. Oh, it didn't. It didn't. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, that. I can see. All right, that's cool. Bum podcast. We always got a technical moment at the beginning of we each do. podcast. That's okay, man. All I don't right. know how to read them lines and things. Hey, man, it's all right. Bum podcast. Bum podcast between you and me. Between you and me. All right. And today is Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So we have a special guest, my mother. Hello, Miss Consuela Brown, and my wife, Miss yes. Consuela Brown, same person. Uh huh. Hey. Better be. Hey, I'm just saying, that's a whoop whoop. (laughs) And so we're kind of going to walk through the years or kind of walk through the journey of what it's been like, uh, I guess, raising me and dealing with us together. Yeah. Because I know it's probably hard sometimes. Oh, yes. The mother of the infamous T. Infamous. Whoop whoop. I think you could be famous. Hey. More than infamous. All right, whatever, man. Be one. All right, so yeah, so let's get rolling. So, so, um, mother, uh, we want to we want to start off by by talking about the early years, and I guess um, your your idea behind even even from from conception of the time that you found out that you were becoming a mother, because I think we were married about ten years from the time you you found out we were becoming a mother, and like, what was your strategy and what was your thought process behind you know becoming this 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 mother, this 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 prized person in the world. Prized person. Yeah. Prized person. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, hold up. Prized person on top of being the wife. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, like you said, I mean, we had been married for 10 years. I got married um, as a teenager. Yeah. And... Um, so I, I I believe I was looking forward to becoming a mother. Um, by the time T was, it was announced that T was going to be coming on the scene. So, um, and we had talked about having T like many many years before he got. As actually, yeah, yeah I won't say that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we had talked about it. Um, you know, because, you know, even when we were dating, we both knew where we wanted to live and we knew, um, you know, uh, who, you know, that we wanted to have a son. And um, it's so many different things, I guess, we kind of knew off the back and agreed on. So when T was coming along, it was we were very intentional about everything we were doing with him. So even my preparation, the preparation years and the time for him getting here was was exciting and um so basically, even the day before T got here, I mean, my pregnancy was a wonderful experience, but then uh, T was due on the 10th, and his father was really excited about that. And since T was not showing up at that time, on time, on the 10th... Um, he always late. Uh, <laughs> just a little delayed. Yeah. He um, So Clarence decided to... You know, take it upon himself to kind of help T along. So he, we took me to dinner, and then he took me to walk, and we went to Walmart, which was his favorite store at that time. At that time, and we walked, and we walked, and we walked for hours until I just couldn't take it any longer, and he finally brought took me home. And he still wasn't coming. He still wasn't coming. It was just not, you know. It wasn't in the cards. The 10th wasn't in the cards. One thing we know about T is he going to do stuff on his own time. So I laid down to take a nap, and guess what? 
Okay. Here's T. Well, no, so. actually, he still ain't come. He started the process of coming. <laughs> I'm like, I think, I think, cause, cause, let's see. So we we probably got home from Walmart around twelve thirty ish or something like that, and I sat down to play, was playing the video game while you video were sleeping. Video games. Video game. And I think, I think, I mean, your water broke maybe three thirty in the morning or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so we 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 jumped in the car, man, and we made a beeline for the hospital. Yes. At 3.30 in the morning. So yes. we got to the hospital probably by 4.30 in the morning. And what time did you come on the scene? <laughs> yeah. you know? A whole lot later. A whole lot it later, man. Long, I mean, I think it was like 12 hours labor of labor, process. man. Yes, it was like 12-hour process. So, yeah. But it's okay. He's still here, and he's I wonderful. think that came right on time. Mm. He's right on time. That's how you always think you're right on time when you're late. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Every, everything about T and becoming a mother has been um, intentional, intentional, and it has gone extremely well. I think. And, All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, kind of getting into me growing up, what was it like? Because I know I spent a lot of time with you uh, personally. We spent a lot of time with just the two of us while he was like off at work and you were home with me and things like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of, what was it like? And what was your thought process with me then? Um, again, I think it goes back to being intentional about everything that we did with you. And so from, we did a lot of reading. Um, I would always read to T, even when I was pregnant, we always called him T. I talked to him a lot and I read to him. Um, so that just continued early on in the process. Um, while Clarence would be at work, I I had the wonderful opportunity to stay home, um, with you. And so, I would, um, you know, we would spend time talking and um, reading and, oh, we even got an opportunity to watch some television, which your father was very (laughs) against. I was very against television. Uh, So we watched some television and we would watch The Wiggles and um, Bob the Builder. Bob the the Builder. The Wiggles. Yeah, The Wiggles. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, we did a lot of stuff outside and we went to parks and all of that stuff. But it gave, I mean, I think T learned to talk, uh, to read uh, ABCs, the Lord's Prayer. It was so many things that he learned at an early age that most people thought that at that age you couldn't do. He was able to do it um, very early on. And I think that was... um, uh, it was be- all because of you. It was because I had the opportunity to spend time um, to to stay at home with him. So I'm grateful for that. I think yeah. something else that was um, instrumental was <laughs> instrumental because <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I know the one thing with T, we always um, wanted to allow him the, you know latitude of really becoming the child he should be, and so. Uh, we had we talked about this in a, a, a previous podcast, I think maybe. Um, T had a little toy piano that that um, Consuela's friend gave him, <laughs> and um, between you know the, the piano and her embracing the piano because I wasn't home, her embracing the piano <laughs> and then even allowing me to go out and like purchase drums, drums for him and guitars for him and all these things. You know, early you know two three years old, T had a whole cadre of instruments that I didn't have to necessarily listen to on an ongoing basis, but that you had to stay there and you actually yes. um, nurtured that part of them as well. And I think that that should be noted. You know, and I think the the other thing with that, which is so amazing because when we look back on it, who I know T is now, and I look back on to, to where he started, even while I was pregnant, the one thing about 
T is that if he was, you know, cutting up <laughs> in there, kicking around, I could go and lay on the floor in the in his room, in T's room, and turn on music, and he would calm down. And he really enjoyed music. So that was something else that we spent a lot of time on. So, you know, when Clarence was buying instruments and bringing them home, when we had everything, because that's how daddy is, um, you know, T didn't, he never took long before he could play the instruments. So I never went through the process where a lot of parents go through where they, the sound was just annoying. Now that came on the later years, but um, during the early years, it was just good. It was just music to mother's ears. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's move forward, I guess. Um, get school, school, when you went, went school on to school, years. yeah, the school years and thinking about, because for, for me, like I'm I, education process, I'm cool. I'm cool with education as a tool, but I'm not big on the educational process. And I think you have a a more um, healthy look at the, at education as a process. The healthy and, balance I needed. Yeah, the healthy balance you needed. And so, talk about you know what your thoughts were as far as him as he started grade school and, and moving forward, and and your 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 thoughts about his preparation and what you brought to the table. Well, I mean, when you say. Uh, me and school, I guess Clarence and I went to high school together, and one of us was um... uh, an athlete. <laughs> one, one of us was an athlete. Yeah, okay, that's it. <laughs> one of us was an athlete, and the other um, put a little more importance on school. So it just kind of carried on when T was born, and as he was in um, elementary school, I, you know, I put a lot of emphasis on that, and I think that because he was already uh, advanced, in my opinion, he was already able to do quite a few things, that it was just easy. It was just easy for me to focus on that. I mean, early on, he he would sit and he could read to me. And um, so it was pretty easy. You know, I did, I have to admit, I, you know, I I, I focused on education a lot. It wasn't always Mm -hmm. healthy. I mean, even to the point of, you know, wanting him to have perfect attendance and, and, um, I have to admit the one time that I really pushed for him to have perfect attendance, we sent him off to school and then we uh, chased the bus, chased the bus just about getting him to school so that after um, after roll, you know, we basically picked him up and got on the road and we went and spent time um, at, at from at, in Augusta from where we're from. And T got an opportunity to, to, you know, walk around in the back with and in the woods with granddaddy and spend that time with him. And I think that was wonderful. And it was definitely wonderful once we got back to, um, you know, back home home and the end of the year came around and he received a pencil for perfect attendance. A pencil. And that was the last time that I cared about him getting perfect attendance. And we don't know the pencil. That's how I cared too. But, uh, All right. So, I mean, and so, so, so you were, you were very concerned about him and his, his, his schoolwork and making sure, cause I mean, that's the one thing that you always did too. Cause I mean, I was not the big, um, look at the grades, you know, look at his report card, that kind of thing. I just wanted to make sure that he always did his level best, which was probably not the best way to go about it. Um, and even up and through high school, how you all, you was always on parent portal and, um, right. that, that whole preparation piece. And so talk a little bit about how you know, I was just I was just gonna say it's always always good to have that balance kind of 
the attitude of you just want to make sure you're doing your best, but then at the same time, but make sure you paying attention to what your best is getting you and all of that. <laughs> right, right, so. right, right. And that was my job. My job was to pay attention. Um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to make sure that, I mean, because I knew what he was capable of, and I also knew that if we did not stay on him, he wouldn't do everything that he could do. And I think that's, honestly, I think that's just a man thing. I mean, you know, hey, let's just be honest. I do feel that way. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure he was doing his best. And I wanted to make sure that I could be there to protect him. You know, I am Mother Bear. And um, no one was going to be doing him wrong. So I had to make sure everything was on the up and up. And if I needed to step in and get T straight or get the teacher straight, whichever one, um, you know, needed to be done. So. Mm -hmm. And then, what, you want to go to middle school? I mean, middle school is kind of short and fleeting. I would say... You know, well, honestly, I think, you know, for me, it was probably about middle school when I began to take um, the back seat um, in T's life because, you know, he was really at the point where I think that it was important for um, dad to step in and spend more time with him and us being intentional about everything that we were doing with him. I think that was the time where he, you know, you really needed Mm -hmm. your dad. And so we just kind of, I just kind of, you know, got to the, got, went to the background Mm -hmm. and let dad, um, take over in the middle school years. But you still check the grades. Oh, Mm -hmm. I still check the grades. So it's kind of like the transition from, more the nurture side into kind of you transition to let him teach me about becoming really becoming a man. A man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, a, That's about what it was too, because I mean, like it didn't it, the nurture side didn't leave. It was just oh, it, no, it, it took it a back leave. seat. It just took a yeah, back seat. Yeah, and um, even down to you appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> um, thinking about we we came up with this idea, and I, I think we might have talked about this in another podcast as well. But the ROP thirteen and and mm-hmm. us us putting together the ROP thirteen mm-hmm. to transition T into the to the teenage years and in the high school. You want to talk a little bit about what, you know what what your impetus was for us putting that together? Um. So the ROP thirteen, which is uh, T's rite of passage, uh, it was a wonderful idea that Clarence. Uh, developed and I, I don't know where it come from. I well, I mean, you know. Oh, I know where it came from. I just thought about it. I was thinking we developed that, but my first thought was, and you might not know this. See, I wanted, I actually wanted to um, buy T a, a bus ticket and a, a train <laughs> ticket and a plane ticket on his thirteenth birthday, and so I wanted to put him on the the city bus to take him to Union Station to get on the train to go to New York to get on a plane to fly back to D.C. And so that was going to be my idea of transitioning him into this whole um, rite of passage. But And then the nurture kicked in and we're yeah, happy. The, the oh, nurture kicked yeah. in. We are grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get in the driver's seat then because um, back seat wasn't cutting it. So I told him, no, that wasn't happening. You were not going to put my son on no bus. On no, I, no, that wasn't happening. So we um, developed this plan together. And what we decided we would do is teach T all the things that we felt like he should know if anything should happen to us at this point at 13 he would become um, what we've you know a young man and he needed to know some things so we sat down and came up with a plan and I thought I mean it was to me it was excellent I am more of the 
um, detail person in our household. So I put together the details and, you know, the information and Clarence, you know, is kind of out front and he just ran through everything with T. And so I, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was a uh, very good, I mean, it was an excellent, it was good for everybody, not just T. I think, um, it gave me and Clarence an opportunity to really work on and what we felt will be, you know, the last time we were mothering and fathering him, um, so it gave us an opportunity to really work together as well as for us to decide together and then go into what it would take for a T to become a young man. Yeah. All right. So next I want to talk about um, college years, you know, the whole the whole process of transitioning him out of the household, because as you as you if you don't know yet, you will find out. We had a get out date for T. Oh yes, I was definitely going to say something about the get yeah, out. Yeah, so I let you. I let you start with the get out date, and then talk about like how you know the the, the I guess the point of semi letting go because we didn't even let go, but the point of semi letting go, even to get to where we are now. Well, I mean, so the get out date was introduced when T was extremely um, young, and I think in probably about two years old. About two. About two. Um, you started talking about the get out date, and that when he turned eighteenth on his eighteenth birthday, he was going to have to get birthday, out. August eleventh, two thousand eighteen. There you go, T. Mm-hmm. You know, and so even at an early age, T was taught that he was going to have this get out date, and we, our job was to make sure that everything that needed to be poured in him was poured in him into him by this date um the thing for me is it it is I it took me a little while to buy into that I have to admit I mean um I kept thinking no you're not gonna you know put my son out but then you know in all honesty as T got older I started realizing that he we really did a great job preparing him and so the get out date wasn't as scary as it was when he was two years old, when he was seven years old, when he was 12 years old. You know, when you were talking about it, it was scary. And But then all of a sudden it was like, oh, he'll be ready. It's, it's like when you have that kind of that goal, kind of that viewpoint of what's set out in front of you, it became more of a natural transition mm-hmm. and more so than, oh, this is a drop dead, like a deadline. It stops no matter what. It actually cause y'all and it caused me to actually be ready for that date because it was set ahead of me for so long in my life. So Absolutely. I agree with it. Yeah, so we want to anticipate it. And so again, so now now that now that T's in college, finishing up his sophomore year in college, um <sighs> yeah. w- w- tell me tell me your feeling about mothering him through this college time and this has probably been the hardest time for me, I think, because I mean, you know, all the other years I was able to nurture him, mm-hmm. and it's the let go time. Uh, yeah, it's the let go time, and, and he's it, snatching away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, he didn't like gradually, um, you know, let me let go. He just kind of was like, all right, it's it's the get out date. I'm done. As a matter of fact, he was like beforehand. He was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm out. And so it was it was a little bit difficult for me, but I mean, T being as good as he was, he was able to just kind of help me because he was so ready. He was and when I say ready, I don't mean like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm 
I'm, I don't like you guys. I'm tired of being at home. I'm ready to go. No, he was such a wonderful young man at that point. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's mama talking. He was, he was, he was, I mean, he was a great young man. He was passionate about, you know, the music that he was creating and the things that he was doing. And I was like, this, he is going to go take the world by storm. So, you know, I mean, he's still working on that part. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah. So, but it it was it was difficult for me because I mean, I guess you know, once you're when you're in someone's life for as long for for all of those years, you know, for eighteen years, and then all of a sudden they're just like gone out of the house. It was difficult, and I still, you know, you know, they get off in college and they don't call you like you thought they were going to call you. Or and answer your calls when you yeah, call them. they don't text you like you thought they were going to text oh, you, boy. and, you know, so then it, it becomes a little difficult, but, you know, I'm learning through the process. I have to admit, I just told him uh, a couple of days ago that um, I think I'm going to end up crying when he goes back to school because this time has put him back in the house for a little bit and that, during yeah, that, this pandemic, and so... It's almost going to be like starting the letting go process again. And that's what I was, I was actually, that was going to be the next thing that I, I brought up. I mean, because we are dealing with COVID 19, and um, T had to come home from school, you know, uh, I guess two months into this, to, to this uh, semester. And so he's been home for about, about two months now. Right. And so um, tell me, tell me again, other than, other than the fact that you're looking down the road to when he's going to have to leave, uh, but the, you know, the fact that he's here. And and tell me about your interactions while he's been here. You know your feelings about him being here. And it seems like he's gonna be here for about another three months. Yeah. And so it's funny because this is definitely the longest I've been back since I left. Right yes. by far. Oh, by far it yeah, has. Been. The most I've had is like three weeks, maybe. I don't three, know four if it was weeks. three, probably no, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Right. Two weeks. I've been gone. Uh, so and you know what. These last two months have been wonderful for me, honestly. I mean, me and T, he is really getting an opportunity to see that he is. I mean, he is that young man that I thought he was. We have some great conversations, and it's just like we can actually talk on a different level. He is uh, definitely uh, helping me with some things. You know, he's teaching me about technology and all. <laughs> social media. So, I mean, this this is a great time, I think. Um, you know, it's like T is not my baby anymore. He's, I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> he's not a boy. Um, he is a, I mean, he's a great young man and it, this is, this is a great time for us. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I really am. This has been the best part about the pandemic. So I, um, am grateful to have this time with him. So even though I know he's going to be going back off and out, this has been great. And thank you guys for allowing hey. me to come on the podcast. Happy Mother's happy Day. Mother's thank Day. you. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. So yeah, you and have, happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there, if I can say that. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. Happy Mother's Day. So um, there you have it, Consuela Brown, the mother of Clarence T. Brown the third, the wife of Clarence T. Brown, um, on this Mother's Day edition. The backbone. The backbone. The backbone. So Aww. it's Bone Podcast. Bone Podcast between you and me. Between you and me. Holla. Right. Holla. <laughs>